Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 409 here in the studio, 77 degrees and sunny outside. Beautiful day in Northeast Pennsylvania. Beautiful to, to, to talk about a beautiful event coming Sunday, September 3rd, 2023. The Wyoming Valley Run that's going to go start in Pittston. And end in Wilkesbury. We have uh, Jim Brogna, Vice President with Allied Services, here with us. Pittston Mayor Lombardo couldn't be here in the studio, but I'm sure he's listening out there. And um, you know, this race is kicking off there. I'm sure Pittston's excited. Pittston always, uh, you know, comes to the party when something when there's an event. So I'm sure the residents of Pittston and everywhere else will be out there. We have the Wilkesbury Mayor George Brown with us, and Ben Robinson, the race director for this event. So, guys, what's next for this? Uh, we we put out the call for volunteers. Yes. If you're if you can just want to help out, if you are a track coach, track and field coach, college, high school, if you're you know a track and field athlete, get out here and help volunteer. If you're with a band, reach out to the numbers. Can you give us those numbers again for the volunteers? Yes. Uh, so we have obviously the the most important thing I mentioned: wvrvolunteer at gmail dot com. So we have an opportunity to have us email us your what you're interested in doing, what group you have, and, and the opportunities that you think you could fulfill. Uh, of course, we have we have aid stations, we have fuel stations, we have intersections. Uh, being a volunteer, you receive a volunteer T-shirt. There's refreshments. You're part of this exciting event, a really serious part of the exciting event. And then the phone number they could call is five seven zero five nine two. Five five two three, and we'll be glad to register volunteer groups or individuals. Sure, and, and working these events, uh, you know that that I have in the past. Anyone out there who's an EMT or a paramedic want to come down and volunteer? I'm sure you'll find a place for them to help out along this route. Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, again, you mentioned from the beginning, Rob, the cooperation of the municipalities has been extraordinary. Mm-hmm. To get seven municipalities, starting with the city of Pittston, you know, we have West Pittston, Wyoming, forty four Kingston. Uh, I might be missing something, Ben. Exeter. Exeter. I'm sorry. And Can't we leave finished, out Exeter. Yeah, and we finish in downtown Wilkesbury, which, of course, even though it's it's a celebratory finish, which has a huge responsibility for safety, uh, certainly for the the the, the fire uh, police and, and EMTs. And we have cooperation on the medical side from our friends and supporters from the Wright Center. They're going to be a, a huge part of this opportunity and the Northeast Rehab Associates. And so we've had synergies of these groups. Now it's pulling it all together with these last-minute critical opportunities. Opportunities. And uh, and as I said earlier, you know, even if you're not a runner, to come out and see what we will see that day, from the fastest elite runners to the average people like me, to hand cyclists, to walkers, and we will see, you know, what is the best of a participative event that actually is all-inclusive in all abilities. That's excellent, excellent. Uh, and 1,000 runners, we're hoping... Three to five times that in spectators, hopefully even more. Yes. Uh, a great event. Hopefully the weather's great. Uh, you know, I know runners are kind of picky. They kind of like that cooler. Uh, <laughs> a little mist isn't bad every now and then, yeah. but we don't want any of that for, for this. Um, ben, anything uh, you want to add to yeah. this this brainchild of yours? Totally. Yeah, it's a busy weekend. We Like we've been talking about the race, uh, actually Saturday, so the day before. If you are signed up, uh, that's where we're we're going to have our expo. Um, that's where you need to pick up your packet so there's no race day pickup. Um, what this expo is, it's at Mohegan, Pennsylvania in their ballroom. Um, so that is the casino. Um, and that's from 12 to 5 p.m. Um, you'll come down, get your, your packet. So there's going to be 10 to 12 vendors there. 
Um, anything from um, if you forgot your gel or your hydration, we'll have National Running Center there, um, or um, we'll have uh, some a yoga place. Uh, so we have a little bit of everything down there. And then um, after the race on Sunday, um, we'll also be having an after party from 5 to 9. Um, that is also at Mohegan, Pennsylvania uh, at the Embers. Um, it's a 21 and over event, but it's at Embers. There, there'll be a band. Um, and then just come hang out with everybody that's going to be uh, running the race. It'll be a good celebration to, to end the weekend. Sure. Uh, are we looking to make this a regular thing, guys? That's the goal. Yeah, yes. we want to keep growing it every year. Yeah, because yeah, my wheels are already spinning with the race package. Yes. You know, get some kind of big tent pasta dinner going for, you know, totally. raise a little more, get some camaraderie going between the towns. It's, it certainly would be an opportunity. I, I think it's important to point out where we have the expo and the end celebration at Mohegan, Pennsylvania. With all these municipalities, we have shuttles available mm-hmm. to bring peop, the the runners and the, and the participants from Mohegan in the morning mm-hmm. to the race start in Pittston. You can only handle so much infrastructure. Structure. So our, our volunteer committee and our board has is, is, uh, signed up uh, transportation. And then we also have shuttles that will be picking up the finishers and bringing them back to their cars at Mohegan, Pennsylvania. That alone is a big deal because most races that are loops, you you start and finish in the same spot. In this case, it's a point-to-point. So we start in Pittston with the big kickoff and celebration, and we end in downtown Wilkesbury. But somehow we've got to get people back and forth from Mohegan, Pennsylvania, which is our start and end point ultimately. And so we're really excited about all the volunteers that are making this happen. And the Wyoming Valley Run is is sure to be one of the best races, double-digit miles this this region has ever seen. And what better way to see these five or six beautiful towns than either walk or run it or, or cycle it? Um, that's that's one of the best ways to see it from the inside out, right? Or become a spectator and watch them. I would agree. And I would also say because we end in Wilkesbury and they have such a huge responsibility, I know the mayor has some other elements that he wanted to share. Uh, the city of Wilkesbury is vibrant. I mean, if you're not down there, if you didn't see the Guess Who the other day, if you haven't visited the beautiful special needs playgrounds that that, that the community has reinvested in and, and the city has made a commitment to, you really need to see downtown Wilkesbury. Some of us were just at the Tomato Festival, and maybe Mayor Lombardo still cleaning up. Um, <laughs> and we expect that kind of thing. Pittston has been so uh, such a recovery and such an economic recovery over the last years, led by Mayor Lombardo and his team. That's where the race will start. But... Downtown Wilkesbury has so much to offer now, and so we're really excited to celebrate the finish there and all the great things that the city has to offer. Right, Mayor? Sure, Mayor George Brown. Tell us about the things going on in Wilkesbury. You know, besides this race, like we we spoke uh, what a week or two ago about the skate park. I'm looking forward to come down there and, and take a ride around with you and see the beautiful city of Wilkesbury. Do you mean you want to take a ride with me on the skate park? <laughs> Not on the skate park. Uh, <laughs> my, skateboard, my skateboard days are done. I agree with you, Rob. But, yeah, we have several things coming up. Um, besides the race on the 3rd, we have September 16th, which is a multicultural parade. We get thousands of people coming out, showing the, the city residents and, and other people watching the parade their, their heritage. And, and the food that they that they have and the costumes and very proud of their heritage. So multicultural has been growing every year. So that's September 16th. We also have an Oktoberfest. That this will be our third year for the Oktoberfest, and uh, three great bands are playing. We'll have some uh, beer naturally and umpa uh, bands. Uh, a lot of food there. But another great place to come out downtown Public Square on our new stage we just built, and that is. Uh, as I said, September, uh, October uh, 30th. And then we also have the Halloween Parade, 
which is uh, October 29th. And that's a, we call it a parade, but what it is, it's the kids parading up and down South Main Street and Public Square and dressed up and everybody's out giving them candy and other things. Uh, we have a car show every Friday night. It's the Friday, the last Friday night of the month. And uh, people come out and see the car show on Public Square. And that's another great thing. And then uh, November 18th, we have our, our Christmas parade. So there's a lot of things to do. So as I said, the uh, Veterans Parade is November 5th. And every year, the Board of Directors puts on a wonderful parade that's going to honor our veterans. And that's November 5th, Multicultural Parade, September 16th, Oktoberfest, September 30th, Halloween Parade, October 29th, Car Show, last Friday of every month, and then also the Christmas Parade, November 18th. A lot coming up in the downtown Wilkesbury. Sounds great. And these are not just open to Wilkesbury residents. Anyone who wants to come to these are more than welcome to oh, your absolutely. city. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We want to bring more people in to see the city, what we've been doing to the city. And let, we had people at the Guess Who concert coming from New York and, and other places, Granton, and, and uh, people came and said, wow, I didn't realize the city, what you've done here. So it's really nice to show off our city, but have people come back and say, I want to come back to your next thing. What are you holding next, Mayor? You know, tell me what it is and we want to come out. So we're very proud of the city. As you should be. And if people want to follow what's going on, do you have social media, website? You know, how can how can people from outside the area that aren't familiar with Wilkesbury, you know, keep track of what's going on? Well, all of our special events are posted on our Facebook page, Wilkesbury City Facebook page, but also Wilkesbury City website. Uh, so my executive assistant Tyler does a great job. She posts everything, and our special events coordinator Mike Sluster does a great job putting it together. I can't say enough what a great job he did in putting the Guess Who concert together. So. It's a team that works together to make sure that this is possible. It always takes a team, and it's great to hear a mayor acknowledge his team because mm-hmm. a lot of times that doesn't come to the forefront. But, you know, without a great team like you guys here putting this event on, the Wyoming Valley Run on September 3rd, 2023, now they need the registration is open through August 25th, correct? That's the deadline for yeah, registration? The last, we have the last couple of days now. Uh, the Wyoming Valley Run uh, website. Um, just it's the last second. If you really are interested in joining, walking, running, jogging, um, there are three days left to register. August 25th is our deadline. And, and again, we'll take volunteers from now right up until race weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because I'm just seeing that August 25th. So if you want to get involved in this, and I suggest you do because it looks like a great event, take it at your pace. Try and uh, try and win the record. Do it. Do it. Do it your way. It's it's one of those races. I'm not a big runner, but I don't mind walking. But uh, you have to register by August 25th, and we'll get that information out so you can register for that. And but the race Sunday, September 3rd, you'll take volunteers up until you know they want to show up that morning. You know, and something needs to be done. But you would really rather them register at least the day before with your coordinators. Yeah. Yes. yes, please. Yeah. Uh, really, just reach out to that that uh, Gmail uh, wvr at wvrvolunteer at gmail.com. Um, like you said, we'll, we'll take any volunteers up until the, the day before, hopefully. Um, yep. Sounds great. And again, I encourage personally having family who's been in that community, track and field athletes, high school, college, get out here and volunteer for this event. You're going to enjoy yourselves. I guarantee it. Track and field coaches, get out there and get you guys and gals in here to, to do it. And if the bands, get the bands, yes. the drill teams, the pep bands, what, get out here and show your stuff early in the season. Get your uh, get your uh, Northeast Pennsylvania, um, what am I trying to say? Spirit, uh, spirit going yes. to show your community to these other communities that are taking place in this because it's truly all of Northeast Pennsylvania that's going to be involved with this. 
So, um, guys, I appreciate you coming in, Jim Brogna, Vice Thank President you. Allied Services. Pittston Mayor Lombardo, we missed you here, but we'll get you in again anytime. Uh, Wilkes-Barre Mayor George Brown, I appreciate you coming in here and giving us all the events and the great things that your city's doing. And Ben Robinson, the race director, it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be great to see your your brainchild come together. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, no Rob. problem. Uh, it's 421 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather here at WILK. This Pentella Data Internet traffic update, we have an accident on Route 309 Wilkesbury Township Boulevard that might hold you up just a bit. There's some construction on North River Street in Wilkesbury and North River Street in Plains that's causing delays and construction on Route 6 the at the Tunkanic Bypass and the West Tioga Street merger that is causing things to back up. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, clear, cool, low in the 50s. Wednesday, sunny start and increasing cloud showers possible by midnight. Temps over in the upper 70s. Thursday, more murky with showers and thunderstorm gaps too. Temps in the low uh, 70s. Friday, cloud and suns. A few showers, temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. It's currently 77 degrees and sunny. At 422 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. Uh, again, it seems like you're gonna have a, we're going to have a great event, the Wyoming Valley Run. It's going to be Sunday, September 3rd, 2023, but you have to register by August 25th. And again, if you want to volunteer to help with the event, it's wvrvolunteer at gmail.com. So I appreciate uh, all you guys getting out there. And like I said, you high school bands, high school track teams, college bands, and track, uh, you know, go out there and volunteer. Show your spirit early in the, uh, in the season. And uh, get some practice in for the football season coming up. We'll, uh, let me go to the phone now. I'm sorry. We got Scott from Alden on local issues. Scott, I'm sorry. I had a pre- pre-scheduled guests in here. I'm sorry you're waiting so long. Hello? Scott, you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You're on the air. Okay. Is Mr. Is our Mr. Is our beloved Mr. Mayor there? Uh, no longer. Uh, all right. Well, we attempted to attend the concert on Friday. I wanted to ask him if he had adequate parking for disabled people. Adequate parking for disabled people? Yes, because uh, myself and another young lady that we are both physically disabled from the legs down. And we had to walk almost three blocks just to get to the square. And then we couldn't make the walk completely, so we were accosted by the police. They thought we were like some kind of losers on it. I felt like they thought we were some kind of losers on the sidewalk. Then we both had to require, we both asked for transport to the hospital because we were both abandoned because the other two that were in our party were trying to find parking and we couldn't find parking. And they eventually made it later, but they had to walk the same amount of distance to get to the public square. And uh, by the time they got there, 
we had already been transported to the hospital because we didn't know what to do. We were like kind of there on our own. And I just thought this was a good time to call in because we had the vice president from Allied Services. And I'm actually a patient of Allied Services. All right, so Scott, Scott if I so can I catch wanted it. Ask, if, I if wanted I... to ask the mayor if he thought he had a really good time on Friday night. Because there were some of us that didn't. Four disabled people did not have a good time Friday night trying to see the concert. All right, and uh, and I I get I get what you're saying, and it's 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 definitely you know impacts but you. Put you. me on hold so long, you dodged my questions. Uh, I didn't dodge any questions. We had or an event we were supposed to talk to. Yeah, well, how's he gonna? How's the mayor gonna handle the? I guess the end of the walk or race that you're talking about. I hope he does a better job. And like I said, it, when I get off the phone during the commercial break, if they're, if they're still in the uh, studio, I will uh, relay your concerns and your experiences to them. My concerns, my experience, Friday yep. night, yes. Yep, I will definitely do that, Scott. I appreciate your call. Get on the phone with me? Uh, the, he's not in the studio now. Let me see. It's truly horrible. I get a text message now. It's truly horrible what the gentleman is saying, uh, but it's absolutely true. Hand, handicap accessible in our area is horrible. Derek. And I get that. I, I was with people, and I saw it myself firsthand at the arena parking, and that's a private entity. And they're, they always overcapacity their handicapped parking and put handicapped parking individuals way in the back that had trouble. I saw people with prosthetic limbs having trouble getting to the event there when there was plenty of handicapped parking in the VIP section or the, the reserve section of the parking lot. So, you know, when they overfill their one handicap parking, they should go into the other one, in my opinion. Again, that's a private entity in that area. But if I can catch the mayor and the team before they leave the station here, uh, I'll give them a heads up on that. But it's, uh, it's an issue that we see time and time again. A lot of places often don't have handicap parking. It's uh, oh, enough handicap parking, I should say that. It's 431 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with, with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's the point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 91 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day. Four from here in Pennsylvania and a, a special acknowledgement as well. Patrolman Robert W. Probst. Lockhaven Police Department, 1934, was shot and killed as he and a private security detective investigated a suspicious sound from the rear of a building on Main Street near Fallon Alley. We have Private John Downey, Pennsylvania State Police, in 1927, was shot and killed while attempting to disperse a crowd over 2,000 coal miners who were protesting a pending execution of a convicted criminal the following day. Private John Lewis, the Pennsylvania State Police. Private John Williams and Private Jack Smith were shot and killed by a mob while responding to a riotous strike at the Press Street Car Company plant. After killing the officers, the mob robbed them of cash and other possessions. Deputy Sheriff Harry H. Exley, Allegheny County Sheriff's Office, Pennsylvania. Deputy Harry Exley was shot and killed during a period of rioting by steelworkers on McKee's Rock Borough. Martial law had been imposed and the city, in the city as a result. The deputy was fatally shot as he sat in his vehicle at the Press Street plant at the intersection of George Street and Nicholas Avenue. 
We also have one here from our area, Scranton Police K-9 Mason. The Scranton Police Department regrets to announce the passing of retired K-9 Mason. K-9 Mason started his career with the Scranton Police Department in 2013. He was Officer Mike Marino's K-9 partner within the department for seven years. K-9 Mason was a Belgian Malinos Shepherd mix. Mason was named by Pete Williamson Lodge, who graciously donated the money to obtain and train the K-9. Mason was trained in dual-purpose K-9, where he was assisted in criminal apprehension, track suspects and victims, and search for narcotics. K-9 Mason was used to locate evidence in crimes that have been discarded along the way after crimes were committed. Um, the Scranton police did share a picture of Mason and the story in full, several pictures of Mason, K-9 Mason and the story on their social media on Facebook, and I as well shared it. So you can see the story of K-9 Mason in Scranton um, either on my Facebook at Rob O'Donnell or the Scranton Police Department, City of Scranton, PA, on their Facebook page. And our thoughts and prayers go out to the Scranton Police Department, the handler for K-9 Mason, and every first responder in America who answers that 911 call and goes above and beyond each and every day. Uh, We couldn't get through the days without your response, without your assistance, without your coming to the calls for help, regardless of what it is, if it's a medical emergency, if it's a fire, if it's a person with a gun, you guys come regardless time and time again. And that profession can't be diminished. That that call that many people run the other way from can't be acknowledged enough. And you will always get that acknowledgement here on uh, on the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. That being said, the the individual the individual who called uh, just before that with uh, the handicap parking, I did catch the mayor and uh, one of his staff members outside. I did relay that message to him, and he said it's something he's going to address. I he said they had nine or ten handicap spots there. He mentioned something about city hall parking as well, but it's something they are looking into and something they will work on for the future. But I did relay that to him, like I said, I would. I'm glad I was able to catch him leaving the building from one of the other studios here at uh, the Odyssey headquarters in Pittston. I shouldn't say headquarters, the Odyssey station here in uh, in Pittston. But uh, again, great event that we talked about here. Great things happening in the city of Wilkes-Barre. You know, that's kind of one of the further cities for me, but hearing all the great things that are going on there, you know, I think I'm going to start heading down there. I wasn't here this weekend. I had that event in New Jersey, that... Uh, military legends concert at the VFW in New Jersey that I was speaking at. So I wasn't able to get to the concert in Wilkes-Barre, but I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to get there and uh, for more of their events. Cause it sounds like great things are happening down there. And uh, you know, if you're a mayor from one of the towns here in Northeast Pennsylvania, you're more than welcome to come in and promote your little piece of heaven, because that's what we have here in Northeast Pennsylvania. It's 442 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Hey, thanks, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penn Teledata Internet. Hillside Road in Trucksville is all jammed up due to road work. We have construction also causing some jams on North River Street in Wilkes-Barre, North River Street in Plains as well, and on Route 6 West to Oliphant to Troop. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. 
Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, clear, cool lows in the 50s. Love it. Wednesday, sunny start to increasing clouds. Showers possible by midnight. Temperatures in the upper 70s. Thursday, more murky with showers and thunderstorms. Gaps, too. Temperatures in the low 70s. Friday, clouds and sun. A few showers. Temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. It's currently 77 degrees and sunny outside. At 443, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 447 here, 77 degrees and sunny. Uh, so Hunter Biden's legal team vowed to prosecutors that he would have President Biden, his dad, take the stand to testify as a fact witness for the defense if his son faced criminal charges. Biden's then attorney, Chris Clark, made the claim in a letter to prosecutors on October 2022, shortly after the news leaked that the Justice Department had enough evidence against the first son to move forward with an indictment. Clark warned that if the DOJ did bring charges against Hunter Biden, alleged purchases of a firearm while addicted to cocaine, the president would take the stand. President Biden now unquestionably would be a fact witness for the defense in any criminal trial, Clark wrote in a 32-page letter obtained by Politico. Clark withdrew from Hunter's defense team last week, though it is unclear whether the decision came in relation to the leak of the document or to Politico. Hunter pleaded not guilty to federal tax and gun charges late July, blah, 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 blah. But is that a threat? from the longtime friend this guy chris clark actually didn't he pay for his uh his uh irs fines but a threat to the doj saying if you charge my client i'm bringing the president of the united states his dad as a defense witness now on the other end i would love to see that if we have if we had a department of justice that would actually treat this investigation fairly without fear or bias I, I think it would be detrimental to Joe Biden to stand on, sit on a witness stand to defend his son. How do you defend that? I mean, there's overwhelming evidence of both drug use and the firearm purchase. There are other witnesses. There are other statements about throwing the gun in a dumpster near a school and the, the whole nine yards. But I see that as a not an underhand threat, but a, a threat. And some legal experts could believe that it was even made because, like they said, like I just said, you are putting the president, Joe Biden, in such jeopardy. But it would turn this court case against Hunter Biden into a totally different realm because of a sitting president coming to testify. But the mere fact that the Biden's Hunter Biden's defense team sent that letter to the Department of Justice is just mind boggling. We can go to the phones now. Speaking of the Bidens, we have uh, Dave from Kingston on Biden. Dave, and, and unless unless you're going to say you want someone else to be the president instead, Joe Biden, I think you've said it all. <laughs> uh, so, Rob, first off, when it comes to Biden, there was a, a picture going on Twitter, which Elon, who uh, was just reported on, is uh, price gouging uh, the DOJ on the Starlink communication satellite system, named it X, right? So there was a picture of Biden supposedly sleeping while listening to survivors of the, the Maui uh, wildfires. Well, that's not true. If you watch 
go to C-SPAN, you'll see the full 30-second clip of him just closing his eyes and nodding and probably praying because right. he's a good Dave, Catholic. Dave, I, I can find a picture on, on Twitter of, of, of a unicorn riding a, a rainbow. Okay, and I bring that up because people like Sean Handy, Lauren Boeber, other right-wingers in uh, Congress and media were spreading it and retweeting it like it was true, even though it was instantly debunked. That's why I brought it up. You know, so that's why I bring up... You know, okay, uh, so, so since, we're, since we're debunking things, let's talk about Joe Biden speaking to people in Maui that lost everything, yes, including I, family members, about, yes, his, about his kitchen fire that was out in 20 minutes because his toaster oven yes. caught fire. And I heard that speech last night while I was watching the nightly news. It's also, I bring that up, the lie on Twitter propagated by right-wing hacks like Lauren Bober and Sean Handy. Okay, let's talk, about the, let's talk about, about the lies from uh, the, the left-wing I'm hack Joe Biden, that. who was trying to, 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 to you know make it about him when it comes to these people no, who lost everything. No, he was just making you know it, it, that's what people do. Okay, so the, just like the lie that Biden cares more about Ukraine than the people of Hawaii, that he only gave them seven hundred dollars. That's not true. He said that the federal government be there will be there okay, as long well, as explain, necessary. Explain how, explain how it's not true. Explain how it's not true, Dave. He gave. Explain how it's not true. He said the federal government will be there as long as necessary. He's providing the federal government and Biden are so giving Joe Biden's administration. To Joe, Joe, Biden, Joe Biden's administration did not say that they were going to send seven hundred dollars per per person yes, for this. Yes. Okay, on top so, of finding people housing, uh, letting the federal government cleaning it off. Stuff, okay, stuff FEMA does. Other, uh, stuff uh, FEMA does at all any event like that. That's not something he's yes, doing so special for them. Why are people saying that Biden's only giving them $700 an aid? Because the mere fact that they offered just $700 for people who lost everything, including most of their family members, is, okay, is, well, is kind uh, of a, uh, a shrug your so shoulder kind of Maybe they should, ha- they should have insurance. I mean, they should take care of themselves. Dave, Isn't that usually the right-wing talking point? Dave, they, I mean, did, when I hear you uh, just, Rand Paul talk just, about that. Did you just really say we should have people who've lost everything because the government refused to give No, because the I said that's the right-wing talking water? point. No, Listen to Rand Paul Dave. whenever he has to give relief to anybody in any other state than Kentucky. Dave, the, that's the, usually the, the right-wing Dave, talking point. Dave, the, no, you're making things up. The government failed at every level when it came to these fires, from the mitigation to fires beforehand to the not releasing well, water enough to not now where the the people in charge there can't even give a number of missing or deceased an estimate well it, rob the, the federal you do response know that, that there, there's a difference between local state and federal government correct dave I've worked, I've worked in local and federal in and state government of local and state government in hawaii i'm saying government as a whole uh, okay, so but is Biden in control of state and local government in, of Hawaii? The total, yes, uh, no? the total opposite. Obviously ar- the, to- not. the total, the total opposite argument you had when it comes to policing, where you want to talk about crime because there's a, a Republican uh, governor, but you want to blame the Republican governor for crime in so, in, in cities uh, that are Democratic run for decades. So speaking of Maui, Dave, Dave, Dave re- we're, we're done. Reason- you, you, Dave, you can't change your argument when it comes to the topic. Uh, I'm not changing you, my you argument. You just totally switched uh, I your hear argument. Biden being blamed for show, problems of on, state and local on, government on this show, Dave. Dave, you argued with me about 
the the, the uh, Republican governors, Republican states yeah. rising in crime because of the Democratic cities in there. And we had the discussion, and I said, governors don't handle the local crime issues. It's the mayors in those cities. And you said, no, it's the governors that have the oversight which, the whole city. Which, wants, the whole... which brings me to No, Dave, and now here you're changing your story city. to fit your narrative. You can't take the facts to fit your narrative and switch them. Uh, I didn't change do. any facts. You, you just did, Dave. I just explained how no, exactly. So you've never called this show in the past and says that Republican governors were responsible for the crime in their states. Yes, when they are and when uh, yeah, Okay, but, uh, but, but Joe Biden, but Joe Biden is not responsible for anything that happened in the state of Hawaii. Uh, no, we, that's why we have state and local governments, Rob, right? Exa- exactly. That's why we have local governments. Uh, okay. The Democratic, so, the Democratic runs the Democratic New York and cities. Adams and everything. Dave. Okay. Dave, we're we're you know, we're, done, you know, we're done. Sanctuary for, uh, I've had, cities. I've, I've had it my, does not mean uh, that sanctuary cities. You, sanctuary right. cities have destroyed this nation, Dave. We're gonna have to leave it there. I've hit my fill of Dave today. I'm sorry, Dave. You can call back another day. It's 4:55 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 4:58 here at the station. 77 degrees and sunny outside. Beautiful day outside. Get outside, get some air. Next thing you know, it's going to be getting dark sooner and sooner. Um, what do we lose? Like an hour from the beginning of uh, August to the end of August. I think we lose an hour of daylight. Um, I'm not ready to lose an hour of daylight. I need my daylight after I get out of here at the studio at 6.30 or so. But a Commonwealth Health Physician Group can enforce its former surgeon's non-compete clause, a judge ruled. And I, I stand by this completely because this is, this is nothing more than a um, healthcare conglomerate saying, we want to punish you regardless of if you did anything or not with this non-compete clause. And I understand you get that, but this this... Commonwealth Health Physician Group let go this vascular surgeon in our area. And then when he went to go work for another entity in our area, they tried to enforce a non-compete. Well, you fired him. You got rid of him because you were downsizing or such like that. What is he supposed to do? It's not like he left for a better offer. That's what a non-compete is really supposed to be doing. Uh, But I'm glad the judge saw through this, the fact that they did not try and replace the doctor. They did not they just did a, had a void in service for our area. So they're saying that it did not violate the non-compete clause. And this is a precedent-setting uh, opinion in our area because more and more places try to uh, enforce non-compete agreements. And if you've ever dealt with them, they're kind of illegal to begin with. I shouldn't say illegal. It's kind of... Not good practice to begin with, because how can you prevent someone from making a living for themselves? And that's exactly what these entities try and do. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. It's 5 o'clock. We'll be back with the show in just a minute.